Good morning and welcome to the DIP, your daily inspirational podcast. I'm Dr. Pete, your host, and today's episode is brought to you by Charleston Chew. It may not stick to your waist, but it'll definitely stick to your teeth. Hey, if you enjoy music, let me ask you this question. How many songs have you heard that are written about loneliness? Man, if you're into country and Western, there's about 8 billion songs written about loneliness. Humans go through episodes of loneliness throughout their lifetime, but I want to draw some attention right now to why we need to overcome this. First of all, let's just get it out there right off the bat. Loneliness sucks. Nobody wants to be lonely. But unfortunately, there are more lonely people today in America than ever. So what is all this loneliness doing to us? Let me give you some of the stats from the research that's out there today. When you're lonely, you increase the risk of high blood pressure and stroke. You also increase the risk of peripheral artery disease, also known as atherosclerosis. You increase the risk of type 2 diabetes. And your risk of premature death increases by 14% rather than normal. The brain slows down significantly and has difficulty processing when we're lonely. This leads to memory deficits, learning disorders, things like ADD and ADHD, dyslexia. And also the loneliness drives us to make poor life choices. And for many, it leads to substance abuse. Now, I know what you're thinking. What? Where did this come from? I've never heard this before. And by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been lonely before, you might be lonely right now. Loneliness, as I said a few seconds ago, it basically sucks. But what it's doing is it's affecting our physical body. And that's just not acceptable. So I want you to think of two different scenarios. I'm going to give you mine first, okay? I'll talk about myself just for a minute. Now, I'm married to an amazing woman, Lisa, my wife. We've been together for 25 years and we have two amazing kids and we got a great life. I really have nothing to complain about. But throughout this 25-year marriage, I've found myself lonely at times. No fault of my wife, kids, or anything else. Just life goes on and you get distracted. Sometimes I go to bed at night and you know I, I lay next to my beautiful wife and she's sound asleep and I'm on my side of the bed, she's on hers. I'm reading, she's sound asleep, or vice versa. And what I find is that I'm kind of stuck. You know, I'm, I feel alone. And sometimes I question, what the heck is going on? How can you be alone when you're with somebody? When somebody's there with you all the time. And in reality, people who are in relationships, and in my case, married, can be very much lonely. And I personally noticed all of those symptoms that I spoke about that are related to loneliness through the research today. I was kind of blown away. And the more I recognize my loneliness and what it's doing to my body, I decided to go to the root cause and figure out why am I lonely in this relationship. So one day I sat down and decided to make some changes. I decided to speak about the things that I wanted in my life and in my marriage. My wife and I were able to 
you know, have a dialogue to communicate. And I hope you do the same. I hope you get over all the fears and the way you expect that your spouse will react when you say something. A lot of our relationships are based on anticipation and expectations. And half of the time, we're wrong what our spouse will think of us. And they're probably thinking the same of us. I don't want to say this to him or her because they may think ill of me. Or they, I, I want to kind of hide my true secret or a secret about who I am. I want to hide some part of me so the world doesn't see it. But if you continue to thrive on, or thrive, but if you continue to live that way, you're going to continue to live alone and lonely. Then you're going to get sick year after year after year which is going to lead to poor choices, crappy decisions. And in most cases, or should I say at least some cases, it's going to turn into divorce. And by golly, I don't want divorce, number one. Number two, I don't want to get sick doing it. So if you're in a relationship and you feel alone, which is definitively possible, definitely possible, just take it with a grain of salt and decide to start communicating with your spouse Start talking to them more often about what your dreams and aspirations are and what your fears are. I mean, what do you got to lose? You're already lonely. Does it really matter? Just just start talking about things. What you want in your financial world. What you want from, you know, being a parent. What do you want in the bedroom? I mean, what is it? What do you want? Speak it. Quit hiding it. The more you hide who you are, the more lonely you become and the more sick your body gets. Now, let's talk about example number two. How about these, the world today of Generation Z? You know, you've got all these young kids between the ages of 18 and 22. And guess what? They are, without a doubt, statistically, the group of Americans that are the most lonely of anyone. And you think to yourself, wait a minute, they have this social media engagement system. How could they be lonely? Well, they are. And anybody who engages significantly in social media begins to fall into that category. Now, I'm not saying that you should run from social media by any imagination, by any stretch of the imagination, but I want you to think of this, that when you're texting somebody behind my kitty cat, Bella, she just jumped up on the computer here. If you could see her, she's looking right at the microphone. She's as cute as a button. Mm. Sorry, honey. You got to go. Okay. So, When you're texting, yes, you are truly interacting with somebody, but there's no human emotion or a limited amount of human emotion to help reset your psyche. You know, maybe you get on and you say to a friend, hey, what's up? You're on social media, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, whatever. You know, you're communicating back and forth. Okay, I don't have a huge problem with that, but you must have real human interaction. Why not say, hey, listen, let's go downtown tomorrow and have a cup of tea and hang out and, you know, catch up. Catching up by text and social media can actually be a trap. It traps you into a cycle of loneliness and you wind up sitting there for hours and hours on end, just staring at a screen, watching what other people doing, wondering why you're not all that in a bag of chips, but everybody else is. You see, social media tends to polarize everything that's good in people's lives. And you know what? That's bogus. We don't all live these amazingly happy, perfect lives. We've got a lot of crap going on, all of us, including me. I see it very often in my patients who come in, they're they're sick, they're physically unhealthy. And I'm like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, you know, I, you know, I, have you see this on Facebook? And they're always showing it to me. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Have you seen this on Facebook? Do you see my Facebook? I'm like, listen, calm 
down, please, as my wife always says to me. Calm down. Social media has its place. Don't get me wrong. I use it. You use it. Probably got you to this podcast. But you have to stretch your boundaries beyond the simple computer, beyond the podcast, beyond Facebook. And you need to get back to human interaction. Going forward this week, I want you to think of this. Overcoming loneliness is a function of being together with other people. Perhaps other like-minded people that want to spend time together, laughing, joking, having a nice drink, going out for dinner, going for a walk in nature. The more time you spend outdoors in nature, the less time you're thinking and overthinking and stressing about the world that lives with inside the concrete jungle. Yeah. Hey, listen, I work in a concrete jungle too. I got brick walls and people coming and going all the time, but you know, I leave that behind at the end of the day and I go seek connection with people. If you want to live long and healthy and leave a great legacy behind, you're going to have to communicate with people and social media is one way, but the biggest way to preserve your health and to move forward and feel great about who you are is to spend more interactive time with people. Matter of fact, a friend of mine just said to me, uh, that he's going to the Boston Bruins game tonight with his daughter. And uh, I thought to myself, holy moly, I wish I was in his shoes right now. Wouldn't I love to go to a Boston Bruins game? It's a game seven, by the way, this evening in the first round of the playoffs. Wouldn't I like to be going to that with my wife or my daughter or my son or my brother, whatever. And in doing so, you get three or four or five hours of an amazing time spent with people that you love doing something that's very emotional and all those people screaming, let's go Bruins. I mean, wow, that right there, that's human interaction. That's connection. And by the way, when you're at the game, what will you do? And what would I do as well? I'd be texting at home saying, this is awesome. That's what you're supposed to be doing. So you can use the connections of your social media to bring people into your world, but there's nothing like pure, unadulterated human connection. That's what makes us so amazing. We have a giant brain sitting in our head that no other animal on the planet has. And what is it that makes that brain go? And why is it so big in the first place? It's because of social interaction and social connection. In order to survive long and to thrive on this planet, we need other people. So we need to get those wonderful cues back into our lives, like a a smile, a warm touch, uh, a walk outside. These are the most important things that reduce the propagation of loneliness, which then helps your body to heal, making you feel amazing inside. And it starts to become a habit. Before you know it, you love your life. You're no longer lonely. And if you ever need time and introspection for yourself, then take it. It's okay to be introspective and go for a walk. That's not loneliness. That's just taking care of your own emotional system. So I hope that you understand after this quick, brief little chant here, a rat, 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 rant, that, you know, being human is, and being lonely as a human, it's a normal thing. But if you live within it and you stay within it and you don't change it, you're going to destroy your health at the same time. You'll wind up bitter, miserable, and wonder, what the hell am I even doing here? I certainly don't want that for you. One of the reasons I do these podcasts is just to give back some of the knowledge and some of the joy that I've experienced in my life. So if it works for you, I'm psyched. 
If it doesn't, well, tune in tomorrow. Maybe that message will hit the mark. Either way, just wanted to say thanks for tuning in today. This is Dr. P signing out now on the DIP, and I'll see you tomorrow morning. Okay? Ciao.